Hello friends and welcome to the latest Kings of Anglia podcast. It's week four of the furlough slash isolation tapes with just uh, the two kings remaining. I am one of those kings, apparently. Mark Heath, your host as ever. And luckily, on the other end of the line, rustling some paper. What are you doing there, Hutchie? You blowing your nose? What's going on? No, just getting the correct the correct notepad. I've got two notepads on the go. I've got a planning book and a and a general notepad, and I need the general notepad for this. Okay. Tactical switch of notepads. Um, so yeah. you've already heard him as I was introducing him. My good friend, my confidant, my conciliary, Hutch Hogan, Andy Warren. How are you? Uh, very good, thank you. Particularly now I've got the correct notepad in front of me. Very important. How do you feel about being my conciliary? Um, I can. T- I, yeah, I can go with that. That's fine. That would make Things you. Of- if I was like Tony Soprano. Uh, you'd be like uh, Silvio, but I know you have Soprano, so that that wouldn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah, j'adore Sopranos. It's tremendous. How would you feel about being Silvio? That's absolutely fine. His his hair, if uh, his very uh, very static hair. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he? Isn't he also a, a music? Is a musician? Isn't he? Was he in? He's in Van Halen. Yeah, he's a very serious That's uh, musician. Yeah. And also, so he's stri- in a tremendous, a tremendous little home series on BBC Three called um, uh, Lilyhammer. I don't know if you ever saw any of that. Oh, yeah. He plays, he plays basically Silvio, <laughs> but, but <laughs> moving to Norway um, and being a gangster there. It's really, really good. Um, and they've kind of, I think they did two or three series of it, but it, and then it just stopped unceremoniously. But it's really good. If you've never seen that, Go back and watch that. And certainly, if you've never seen The Sopranos, go and watch that um, because that is brilliant. Would you agree, Hutchie? Uh, 100%. 100%. So, Hutchie, 100%, it's, bro. It's, it's, it's a big, 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 big week for Ipswich Town this week. Some seismic news can be coming out, which we'll get onto in due course. But before we do that, obviously, we need to have a little catch up, a, lot, a lockdown catch up. How have you been getting on since we last spoke? How was your weekend? How is corralling the two-year-old toddler how is that all going on for you oh she's 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 beginning to realize that this isn't normal now it's um i think she her month she had a month of bliss um but now now she's beginning to realize that um actually this isn't this isn't so great sadly yeah and there is no obviously explaining the situation to her um so that's got that's got to be really really tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, we live very very close to um, my well my parents, and she she knows where they live. So yeah, um, yeah. She she's just desperate to go and see them now. That's um, yeah. So that's not um, that's not great. But other than that, other than that, all is good. There is a chink of light, though, isn't there, as, as part of the easing of lockdown? You, there was talk of uh, some possibility that she may be able to go back to nursery this week. Is that something that, that's still on? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Indeed. Um, I'm approaching a desperate need for another um, lockdown haircut as well, friend. I don't know how you're doing. I think, I, think I might be entering the, uh, the Liz salon on Friday on my day off. See if she can replicate. <laughs> How's your hair doing? Uh, it just looks the same as always. To be honest, 
I'm probably I I could probably I could probably do with another one, but who am I cutting it for? Really, I don't, I'm I'm not doing it for myself. <laughs> who who am I doing this for? May as well just, may as well just let it go. <laughs> and actually, before you get onto the football, um, usual catch up on on stuff that we may or may not have been watching on TV. The last dance this week was have you have you watched it yet? It was absolutely tremendous. Episode seven and eight were were staggering. Some amazing TV. Uh, I've got me, I'm afraid. Um, it's a it's a delayed approach I'm taking to it. It's not always easy to to find the time at the moment. But yeah, that's top of the list when I um, when I do get back to the TV. Yeah, there's a there's a, an amazing scene in which uh, I think it's the end of episode seven where where Jordan essentially breaks down talking about uh, why he played the way he did and, and what it took to win. Just extraordinary. Um, it, I, I followed the NBA. I mean, basketball was my sport at that time, so I followed that incredibly intensely. So I know a lot of the kind of who they beat and how it all ended and, and that kind of thing. But the behind-the-scenes stuff is fascinating, and especially seeing Jordan, who was famously maniacally competitive, kind of talking about that and being quite open about almost kind of bullying teammates and stuff has been really, really interesting. What, what an extraordinary human being surrounded by other extraordinary human beings um yeah fantastic very good so if you're not watching that i know a lot of i know a lot of um the KOA army are watching that actually because they keep sending me messages so it's, it's heartening it's not would you say Hutchie, it's not something that you need to be a basketball fan to enjoy it's more the kind of the storytelling. no definitely definitely not definitely not it's like you don't need to be a mafia fan to enjoy the enjoy the sopranos mm. it's all about all about people all about all about the characters and we're all we're all people so uh, there's, there's something for everyone there. We are indeed all people. Um, Hutchie, let's talk about football, because as, as I alluded to already, this is a massive potential week for town. Today, potentially as we speak, the EFL are meeting. It's been widely reported that the season's going to be cancelled. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, been saying that it feels like it's probably not going to start again. And the reports are that this week it is officially going to be called off. So um, just brings up to speed on that and, and, and where we are and what's happening over today, Wednesday and, and tomorrow, Thursday. OK, so, 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 so today is the EFL board meeting, which is uh, I think the board is nine, uh, a board of nine uh, chaired by Rick Parry. There's six club representatives on there. Um, only one from League One, and that's Jez Moxie from Burton, who you may know his name from Wolves. Uh, so he's the League One representative on the EFL board. They're meeting today um, to discuss, presumably, this among among other things as well, because there's obviously that that they deal with the championship, so there'll be that discussion too uh, ahead of Thursday, where there will be uh, two separate conference calls with clubs, uh, one for League One. One for League Two. I'm not sure if they're doing one for the Championship, but there's one for League One, one for League Two, where that's a call where clubs, club secretaries will be the club's representation on that. Um, yeah, and 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 that's that's where that's at. The, the interesting thing is that, and Ipswich aren't the only only club in this boat by any means. There's there's been plenty of of kind of public public chat from other clubs where they've they've suggested they've heard they've heard nothing. Uh, about the content of this conversation it, it's kind of a regular thing that they've done during this during this crisis um they've not been told they're voting on anything they've not been told they're going to have their season 
cancelled. So um, obviously the reports are very strong and they will have come from somewhere, um, certainly somewhere reputable that's that's led that those reports to be gone with so heavily. But as far as Ipswich are concerned and other clubs as well uh, at this stage going into it, um, they've not been told anything, which is which is really quite unusual. It's bizarre, isn't it? If something so seismic as your season being cancelled was was coming down the tracks, you'd think it would be at least mentioned to you uh, by this point, especially with all the reports saying it's going to happen this week. Um, I mean, obviously, it sounds like, as you say, the reports have been have been very strong, and for, for people to be going that strong with it, they must have some very very good strong sources. So it sounds like it is probably going to happen. And then obviously the next big question is how to decide the remainder of the season, who gets the promotion and relegation slots. Um, and you did an excellent piece, Hutchie, I'd like to say. It is now the most read piece of content that we've produced between us this month, um, looking at where town might stand in the final EFL table under various different formula that might be used. Obviously, we've already talked about last week the football manager formula which apparently isn't an option, which is a disgrace, <laughs> which had Town 11th. The football pools have got Town 11th, and they're 11th in, in a couple of these other formulas that may actually be used as well. All the sensible ones have Ipswich finishing 11th. Um, and I think to me that seems that seems pretty fair. Um, the, the, ones, the other ones, the, the, as much as I would love Football Manager to be the guide for this, there are... <laughs> There are some other ones as well. That there's the straight straight points per game model, which is very simple: number of points obtained divided by number of games played, and that leaves Ipswich eleventh. Uh, Their drop a place uh, off the top of my head. I think it's Gillingham that go above them in that one, um, simply because Gillingham have, have played a, a game less, and it and it works out that way. There's the the one that's being kind of pushed by the similar. But by the people that have reported so strongly that the season's going to be ended, the preferred method coming from there is kind of a, weight, a weighted points per game model, which works out an average of your points per game at home, uh, an average of your points per game away, multiplies both of those by 22 to kind of simulate a full season. Mm. And then you add them together to create a 44-game kind of projected projected um projected table and that has it switch 11th as well which seems like it could be that could be the way uh, i chucked one of my own little formula in there that we discussed on here which is kind of your record against teams in the in the um in your half of the table which leaves it with just a point per game which isn't great at all um that leaves it switch 11th as well and then there's the more the more madcap approach to this surely, surely can't happen. And Ipswich Town are the exact reason why it can't happen. But there are two suggested formula that have been kind of doing the rounds in the early days of of the coronavirus crisis, which which put Ipswich in the promotion places, um, which are your record from the first. So you, basically, you, you draw up a league table with everyone having played everyone once. Mm. And then the other one is simply to cut the league at the halfway mark, which is 22 games. 
per club, which is ever so slightly different for Ipswich because they played Gillingham twice but not played Oxford at all by that mark. So it, they're ever so slightly different, but they both leave Ipswich in promotion places and if they were used would take Ipswich into the championship. But I, I, I don't think anyone can really argue that that would be a fair way for the season to to be concluded. No, that would be batshit crazy if uh, if Town somehow extrapolated a promotion from this carnage of a season that they were having. Um, so, I mean, th- those are the formulas. That's 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 what may or may not happen. There's been some interesting quotes as well, hasn't there? You did a, a bit yesterday, and and I did as well with um, the Rotherham chairman. Obviously, Rotherham sitting second. Uh, Tony Stewart saying that it would be very difficult to restart the league. He'd be amazed if if they start playing again. He's suggesting that if they don't, it should just be the top three going up, which obviously would include Rotherham, Coventry, Rotherham and Oxford. And conversely, surprisingly, at the other end of the league, the South End chairman, whose name I forget. um, Ron Martin. Ron Martin, saying that if they don't start playing again, it should all just be voided, which would be very convenient for them, wouldn't it? Yeah, he he has insisted that is not based on self-interest, his comments there. He... He uh, he thinks that voiding the season would maintain the competitive integrity of the league, which I'm I'm really struggling with, to be honest. Um, I, I just I just think you can't have voiding on the table when you've played the bet as good as I don't know what the exact percentage is, but seventy five percent of the season complete. Yeah, I I can't I just can't see how you can void that. Um, You've got to reward what was achieved rather than rather than just reset reset the table because you're you're almost rewarding failure by by voiding. Um, it's almost quite quite spiteful way to do it. Somebody somebody should benefit from mm. from uh, from this from from how much football was played and how much was achieved. I just can't see voiding being a being a gen, genuine option. In that, with that in mind, then, because it has been suggested that maybe promotion—you do promotion by whatever method—and uh, then you just scrap relegations. How would you feel about that? Just no teams going down from any league, and and the league um, bigger or expanded in some way. Uh, I I I wouldn't be overly happy with that. I think if you're talking about sporting integrity. I think enough. Personally, I just think enough of the season has been played for some way of working out this mm. to to include the correct amount of promotions and relegations. Um, it's complicated by the fact that the Premier League and the EFL are obviously separate entities and have separate agendas, which but are but are connected in the pyramid, which makes it difficult. And then there's also obviously the financial side of it and the, the vast differences between some of the leagues in terms of finance, which makes it more difficult um, and harder to take, I guess, in terms of promotions and relegations. But for me, nothing's fair about nothing is fair about this crisis at the moment in any sector of life. And but I think you have to find the fairest, the fairest way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, we've, we've talk, you've mentioned earlier that, that Town haven't been consulted yet about the season being cancelled, but it has been reported as well that as few as three League One clubs actually want to finish the season. 
Um, what kind of behind the scenes and, and, and that kind of stuff have you been hearing? I mean, our town, do town want to play on? Is that what you're hearing? That's what you're being told? I, I'm not sure about that that report of uh, only three wanting to play on. Um, yeah. I think that think there are more than that, certainly. And Ipswich's stance throughout this has, has remained the same throughout. They want to finish the season when it's safe to do so. And that hasn't changed. So... Um, yeah, I'm not, but I, I think there's a, a greater appetite to play on than, than has been suggested in some some areas. Yeah. Well, I still don't understand, for me, Hutchie, why they can't just say, right, obviously it's not safe to, to finish the season in the current circumstances. So we'll just suspend the season until, I don't know, October and finish it then and then, then have a, you know, a much reduced following season i don't see why that, that can't be done yeah i think well i think that's where ipswich potentially stand there's obviously the we've talked about all these all so much haven't we about the the contract issues the fact that you would you could potentially be returning to this season in october with teams having vastly different squads uh, mm. the knock-on effects to next season the, the fact the euros have been moved once will they be moved again there's all of that but uh, a foundation level and i think this is ipswich's belief as well that you, you would be better off doing that, getting this season done mm. under the rules that it started at and then adapt next season's rules. So everybody's playing from the same rule sheet from the yeah. from the beginning and playing it with open eyes. Um, I think that's where Ipswich would stand on it. But, but it does seem that there are that many other pressures coming in from outside, um, outside the playing field in terms of the financial stuff, the business commitments, what lies ahead down the road? Too much of that is just coming in to to force a decision, a resolution on on twenty nineteen twenty season um, sooner sooner than that. And just before we move on to to other matters, football um, on the on this same topic, season tickets is obviously something that we keep getting asked about. And I think there's another question in, in mailbag. Clearly, now whatever happens, whenever this season is finished, if it's finished, that the games are going to be behind closed doors. I see Norwich are already making moves towards refunding season ticket holders. Um, has there been any movement at, at town on that? There's been, been no change. Obviously, before it was very much they're not entirely sure what they're going to do. Yeah, I think that's. I think that until they know the, until they know the outcome of of all of this, I don't think they're going to be saying anything publicly on that. Obviously, obviously, handing out refunds uh, is going to hurt hurt the club financially, mm. um, but they're fully aware that that's something that that's going to be kind of questioned of them once a once a ruling decision is made on where the season finishes i i actually, i really quite like i read i read what norwich are doing um and i think that's a a pretty good pretty good way to go about it to be honest there's what norwich are doing there's a there's a straight refund option uh, where you can have a rebate on your on the on the games missed but then also, and there will be fans that are happy to do this, and that there are those that aren't, and it, and, and fair enough, whatever situation you're in. Um, but there's also the option to donate that money to the club's academy um, or uh, a charity partner that they have that has been doing some good work during the coronavirus crisis. So they've set out three options for, for season ticket holders there, and uh, that seems like a pretty good pretty good offering to me because there there will be there will there will be some fans that don't intent wouldn't feel entirely comfortable taking up the option of of a 
of a refund and there will be those that simply 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 need to for the, for the financial side of it and you know everyone's got different circumstances and it seems to me that the way that Norwich have done it caters for caters for everybody mm. and just finally I just want to mention obviously May 16th was the the date on which the EFL said that players could not return to training before which is Saturday um, so in theory we we're talking about this earlier and you said in theory if there was a season to to play it would be Monday before the town players would, would start back training have you seen the Premier League training protocols that have been released today um, no tackling uh, mass disinfecting of everything even the pitch after use um, questionnaires to be filled in before every training session temperatures taken um, no kind of uh, no more than five players allowed per training session it's going to be nay normal as Lambert would say, uh-huh. training under these circumstances is going to be—it's going to be almost impossible. Yeah, we—we yeah, we have to wait. Ipswich's return to training will be wholly dependent on if if there's anything to train for or play yeah. for. Um, but you have to. This I think this is this is why there is such a talk about needing a a long period of kind of getting players ready to go fitness wise again because now by the time say they don't go back training till next week they'll have now had longer off during this than they would have during a standard kind of summer yeah um and then in that you're then kind of going back in the middle of june and you've got six weeks of training then until six weeks of training and kind of five matches pre-season matches played to get you ready and geared up for the start of the new season and they've had longer off now than than they would have norm- ordinarily just over a summer so I think that's why it's been pretty clear that clubs have been saying that they would require a significant run-up period to be ready ready to play games again um, and why there's been talk of having extended numbers of substitutions and things like that because it is it is nay normal. Mm. You got a feel for the players as well, haven't you? I mean, as you say, they've been off for longer than they would would be normally on a summer break. They've not even been allowed to go to Ibiza or Marbella or Falaraki or wherever else they go. Um, so they've missed out on that. And you kind of you kind of do forget. And it is I always talk about narrative, but it is starting to become a bit more in 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 the media now that the narrative that that players are actually humans as well. <laughs> let's just let's just remember that and. Uh, They've all got families and, and people they're worried about, and it's not just as simple as saying, "Right, you will you will turn up, you will play football, um, and that's all you do." Um, I saw Tyrone Mings tweeting about it. Todd Cantwell, Norwich City player, kind of shared the, sharing the news about the Brighton players testing positive. I see Danny Rose was very forceful in in saying that any talk of football returning is bollocks. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is easy to forget, isn't it, Hutchie, sometimes that, that, that players aren't just football players, that they have they are, they are human beings with, with normal human being fears and and it, they, it can't just be that they're just railroaded back into playing football just to, to tick a box, finish a season and make some money. Yeah, definitely. They've, their, their, their opinion and their thoughts and feelings on this is really important. Um, yeah. I think in general... In general, you would find that players are itching to get back and play. Um, however, 
clearly they're only going to want to do that if it's safe, just like anybody going back into the workplace. Um, but in general, there is an appetite from from players, at, I gather, at Ipswich to, to get back and play. Mm. But um, but clearly, clearly it needs to be safe. Interesting times. We shall see. We may even have some breaking news during this podcast. We'll never know. Um, talking about returning and playing Hutchie, there is one Ipswich Town-related team that are going to be playing this weekend, getting back to it, getting it done, as you like to say. Um, in Germany, Fortuna, which is how Ross would uh, would pronounce it, hmm. Fortuna Dusseldorf return on Saturday at home against Paderborn. Um, it's going to be shown live, I think, on BT Sport. All the You've seen BT getting very excited about the Bundesliga returning. <laughs> live sport. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Hutchie, that that's going to be interesting, isn't it? See how Germany do it. Obviously, they were on lockdown before us, and I think have managed it quite a lot better than we have. Um, but even so, that is going to be watched very, very closely, isn't it? In terms of of how they do things and how that goes, the return of German football. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it's clearly being looked at, isn't it? By mm. by the, the the officials at the top of the English English game is kind of the model. For how it can be done in the Premier League, um, yeah, it's going to be odd though. It's not, um, it's not going to be football as we know it for quite some time. But, but yeah, it's good to see that. It's good to see that that element of life in Germany is is able to to get going again. Mm. And uh, I was reading some quotes from the the Fortuna boss Uwe Rosler, obviously uh, very well known in these parts, talking about how he himself <clears throat> is a is a cancer survivor. And is somewhat nervous about returning to football, um, given that that would count as an underlying health issue. Um, so it is going to be fascinating. Anyway, as I say, you can watch that. Obviously, Ipswich Town's links with Fortuna are long and well established. You can watch that this weekend, should you wish. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people uh, tuning in from from Suffolk and beyond, um, sending some good vibes from Ipswich's point of view to Fortuna. And just finally, Hutchie, as part of our and finally section. Uh, on this week's uh, football chat, John Nolan, I want to talk about, posted a 5k run that he did last week on Twitter. Good Lord, that, that boy is swift. Um, I don't think people realise how fit footballers are because John Nolan did a 5k in 16 minutes 27, which is quite frankly obscene. That is incredibly fast. Um, I think it would be good enough for the top 100 of last year's Twilight Race 5K in Ipswich. And there's some serious, serious athletes running in that. Um, would you, I suppose you're, you're motivated to, to go out and see how fast you can run a 5K? Absolutely not. <laughs> I like running. It's, I, can't, I can't do it on my ankles. Um, yeah, I just, I've, never, I've never enjoyed running. It doesn't interest me. I'm a cyclist. Yeah. yeah. Running I bet I could do five quay quick, quicker than quicker than he can on a bike. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. He was doing. He was doing. That's roughly five minutes, just over five minute miles. He's running. So that's that's still pretty swift, even on a bike. Nah, I could do that. Easy. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. see. It. Let us know if you can run a five k faster than John Nolan, because I I don't think there can be many people listening to this who could. Um, and when we put it on social media, uh, we, we had the usual, um, well, I, I could have done that when I was his age, no problem. No, you couldn't, mate. You certainly could not have run that fast. And also, the um, it should be measured within running sideways or backwards, 
because that's all he does on the pitch, depressing mm-hmm. comments. Um, yeah, so let us know. I know Austin Vidal, obviously, friend of the show. He's a he's a seriously good runner. I think he's been posting 5K runs of 18, 19 minutes. Um, so even Austin, at his level of running, has got a little bit of running to do to, to catch up with with John, a very, very fit individual. Hutchie, shall we do some, some mailbag? Yeah, I want you to sing the song this week, though. I've not got, I've not got, I've not got the energy. I need you to sing it for me. Are you tired? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, how's it go? Let me think. Uh, mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Mark and Hutchie to dip into the mailbag. Do do. Very go. good. Rolls reversed. I like it. Exciting. Um. Again, we've had quite an amount of questions this week. Um, So thank you very much. If you've got involved, it's always nice to hear from you. Uh, Where is the first one? Uh, The the first question, it's not so much a question. Oh, it is actually. Um, It's from from our old friend Maka. Lovely to have one of the the greats of English music listening to the the show. He says, been off the season, I say. Well, I appreciate everyone saying we have to focus on finishing this season first. At what point do we have to start considering next season? Love to your wives, Maka. Kiss. He always sends love to our wives, Hutchie, Maka. Now, obviously, I know he's got a bit of a reputation, so a bit of a concern that. Um, so at what point does this season not be, not become as important as, as next season? Um, I don't know, because... I'm inclined to say never. Mm. Honestly, I feel like getting this season satisfactorily concluded is more is more important than the next season, which can be doctored and adapted from the beginning and made a fair a fair playing field from the beginning. We don't know. We don't know whether whether this is going to be safer to play in September October time than it is today. So, yeah. um. I don't know. It's a difficult one. For me, I'd still place the importance in the current season. Um, certainly not in terms of playing it at all costs, but I don't know. Next season, next season's not going to be pretty either, whichever way this shakes out, I don't think. So, so yeah, I kind of feel like this season is more important in terms of practicing for next season almost like getting these processes in place when it's safe to do so and then establishing what is even possible for next season yeah it's going to be very interesting indeed fpl tractor asks will either of us be watching the bundesliga this weekend hashtag go fortuna um i'd probably give it a look actually i don't know about you um and then christian davis asks about how we think um they will decide the final league placings obviously christian we've already discussed that Harvey Davis, friend of the show. The Welsh Dragon. Welsh Dragon. If and when Andy can travel abroad to watch football again, what's the game you'll go to watch? My instinct tells me the Milan derby is high on the list after the circumstances of last time. P.S. Hope you're both safe and well. So, Hutchie, when we might be able to travel abroad again, which God knows when that'll be, um... Have you got a, a football game that you'd most like to get involved in, go and watch? Would it be the Milan derby that you were destined to I see fell apart? I feel like I feel like um, my relationship with that game has been burned because <laughs> it was such 
I don't know if it's I don't know if it's too painful to go back. Um, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I would take Ipswich away at Rochdale at the moment um, <laughs> in terms of travelling to watch football. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. um, maybe an old firm game, but up in Scotland, that's what one I've always wanted to go to. Um, obviously, with town and, and all the machinations of various things, it's it's highly unlikely that there'll be any German trip for you to look forward to this this off season, Hutchie. Whenever that might well, be, I no. see teams travelling abroad for for training training uh, circumstances. No. It, no. Widening that question, if there's if there's any game of any sport that you could travel to watch, what would it be? Any game in any sport. Um, yeah, so you could whatever event you could you could go and watch around the world. What would you what would you go and watch? Uh, I'd go to a Super Bowl. Yes, but one one that I knew was going to be good. Yeah. So uh, what I can't remember what happened in this year's Super Bowl. I've already forgotten. The Chiefs. Ah, that was a good game, wasn't it? Chiefs yeah. and 49ers. Obviously, what, what am I talking about? It was my team. How have you, how have you forgotten that? Well, I've tried to expunge it from my memory because we should have won that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's been some classic Super Bowl games you go and watch. That'd be tremendous. Yeah. Um, Sindre Eliasson, our, our, uh, our Viking friend from Norway, he wants to know what are the worst and best cities in the UK? I'd say Yeovil and Carlisle are the best from my experience. And probably Huddersfield is the worst. I didn't like Birmingham either. Now, Hutchie, you and me have both lived all over the country. So, um, what what are you saying for the, the best and worst cities in, in the UK? Well, Bir- Birmingham is the is the best place I've ever lived. I loved it. Absolutely loved living there. And I would um, I'd move back, no problem. Why did Maybe you? Not- you didn't... There's just so much going on. There's because it's it's a nice place because it's it's split up into lots of kind of different little almost like little villages that are all kind of stitched together into this one big city. There's a lot of, a good mix of people, um, always something to do. And there's some nice, some nice green areas as well. Um, maybe you didn't see the best bits of, of Birmingham, Sindre. And I imagine you probably just saw St Andrews. Yeah, that is probably the, the worst area of the city, to be fair. Um, yeah, that's not the greatest part of it, but there are, there are some really nice bits. So Birmingham is on your best list. What, what, any others for the best list? Uh, Manchester is always good to go to. Um, I lived in Leicester as well, which is also lovely. Nottingham. There's some, there's some great, there's some great cities in this country. There are some terrible ones as well. Um, I don't think we need Hull. Um, <laughs> if I'm completely honest, um, that can be detached. And allowed to drift away, but yeah, there's what some lovely places. What was the city you were, t- we were talking about? Oh, I'm not even sure if it qualifies as a city. Was it Warsaw that you were you were saying is not a not not one of your favourites? Yeah, if you yeah if you kind of stray outside Birmingham, Warsaw isn't Warsaw isn't great. Um, what was I telling you? So, oh yeah, I, I bought a fish uh, a few fish from Warsaw, and they didn't last very long. Maybe they wanted to stay in Warsaw. But yeah. um Yeah. Yeah. There are some lovely places though. I'm I'm saying in terms of best cities, I'm saying I really like York. York's lovely. Um yeah. Cambridge. I know it's only just down the road, but that's a nice place to go. 
lots of stuff to do there, some good restaurants. Um, Edinburgh. Yeah, that's a good a really, one. It's a really nice place. Um, do you know, I've, obviously, a lot of people would say Liverpool, but I've never actually been to Liverpool, Hutchie. Have you? Uh, I have, but not not recently for anything other than for anything other than football and yeah. i'll be honest actually the if you over the if you if you kind of drift into the wirral side of things yeah um that's an interesting place and we'll leave that at that <laughs> um i'd also probably put newcastle on there that's a that's a, a good city um nice people in terms of worse, from my experience, um, so I know this will, this will upset John Watson, who is a, a listener of the pod um, and also regular on our game day videos, but uh, I've never really enjoyed Sunderland as a place. Um, I went there once and it was fairly oppressive, I would say. It wasn't one of my, one of my favourite places. Um, and also on that on that tack, Middlesbrough. Um, I spent quite a lot of time in Middlesbrough and I never was very fond of that either. So they, they'd be my... I, I beg to differ. I've spent a lot of time in Middlesbrough and yeah. I, I actually love it. Do you? <laughs> in its own... Yeah. Yeah. It's its own special place. Um, oh no, I, I will stand for Middlesbrough. I won't hear a word against it. The, the, good, the good points I'll say about Middlesbrough is A, uh, we saw... Uh, Emerson, you know, the former Middlesbrough midfielder yep. who had the Rick James style hair. Uh, we saw him in the shopping centre there. Um, and we also, it was part of the training of journalism on our journalism course. We had to go to Middlesbrough Crown Court to uh, to watch some cases. Uh, but the, unfortunately, on the day that we went, there were, wasn't really any interesting cases. So our, our lecturer said on the way back to the train station, actually, it's Instead of going back to Darlington and, and having a boring shorthand lesson, why don't we go to the pub and get pissed? Uh, so we spent the best part of an afternoon getting drunk in what can I describe as probably the roughest pub I've ever been in, in Middlesbrough, where it's the sort of pub where you've got a guy at the bar offering you um, counterfeit cigarettes and other other such stuff. It was, What's a counterfeit cigarette? They're, they're, they're fake cigarettes, basically. They're, they're ones that don't... What's in them? Who knows? <laughs> They're ones that um, that don't meet the uh, the health, he says, and <laughs> health standards you can buy in this country. Um, this what is it like pencil sharpenings or something? It could be anything, mate. I've got to be honest. Um, and this 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 gentleman also had lots of other things that were probably worse for you than than, than the, the fake cigarettes, shall we say, um, which we could have bought had we wanted to. Um, and also, we're on that topic. When I was at, uh, at journalism college, I saw a pub get firebombed in in Darlington, uh, and ridiculously, we still went into the pub because we were the students, and it, it was where they sold the cheapest pints. So there you go, fun times. <laughs> Next question, Tom Agate: If the league gets cancelled this week, will it be a get out of jail free card for Lambert? Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's certainly taken the heat the heat off off of him which was which was brewing at the start of March wasn't it um so in that sense it's certainly it's certainly taken that heat off because there was the real prospect of that potentially building and building as the the season went on and and the, the promotion drifted further and further away um so in that sense yeah that the heat's off there um 
in terms of a jet get out of jail free card, I'm not convinced that even if the even if promotion was missed and the top six was missed, I'm, I'm not convinced that that necessarily would have meant a departure for him in any case. Um, mm. But I really can't see, I really can't see a management change at Ipswich um, during this. So if that's kind of what you mean by the question, then then um, then yeah. Nigel asked a follow-on question from this, which we can take. Nigel G. Hutchie. Friend of the show and a a good man. NHS hero. Um, If slash when the League One season is abandoned, asked Nigel, what three key learning points will Lambeau take from our experience this year and how should he rectify them for when next season takes place? So obviously the season has not gone how anyone hoped for at town. Um, so what, what do you reckon three things Lambo could take away? Don't rotate the squad, play that, games, that's got, have the opportunity. That's got to be, I think that's got to be the first, the first one among those. It's, um, the rotation of the, the rotation of the squad and, and settled, yeah. settled sides. And I think, I think in terms of three lessons, I think that trumps all of them. And you could just go with that as one, if I'm, if I'm completely honest, because, I think that would solve that would have that would solve so many so many problems um had had that not happened and had things been a bit more coherent quicker um yeah that's that's the overriding lesson that that has to be learned from from this season in my opinion mm. I'm still not I'm still not completely completely sold on the idea that it was wrong to to postpone uh, some of those games for international reasons. I think, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, obviously it looks like it's, they should have been played. But I don't know. I, I'm still not a hundred percent won over by the argument that that massively contributed to things. I think, but I do think that then thrown into the mix with mass rotation and and lacking any kind of growth of identity and things like that, it certainly contributed. But I'm not sure that I'm not sure that that was a hundred percent the wrong decision. Yeah, I would humbly disagree with you there. I think momentum is really important in sport and town were rolling. So to, to then cancel games that they could have played, um, for me, was the, the wrong decision. But um, there you go. Opinions are like arseholes, aren't they? Everyone's got one. Um, Kevin, with the season like to be cancelled in the coming days, am I right in thinking it won't be started again until crowds can return? There's been some suggestion from Rick Parry that next... I don't think he's talking about this season, but next season... 2021 season, 2020-2021 season, um, because of the importance of gate receipts to clubs in League One and Two, that it wouldn't make sense to start the season until fans can return. And in, in some cases, the suggestion has been that fans won't be able to return until next year. Hutchie, would you be in favour of that, delaying next season until fans can, can go and watch properly again? Um I'd depending on how this season gets shaken out and how it gets ended, I would worry that that there's a very real possibility that 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 would almost mean an indefinite suspension of business for clubs like Ipswich Town, um, yeah. because even even looking to kind of January time, um, is that going to mean that you can suddenly have twenty thousand inside Portman Road? I don't think it does. Um, it may be that things have to be distanced inside the ground and things like that. And 
if you're going to say you're not going to start the league season until it's safe for crowds to return, I think even if you got to the point where it was safe for some fans to return at some point, then I think you would find clubs, not necessarily Ipswich, but other clubs would say that even then they can't make ends meet financially because they can't get their usual number of of fans inside. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, this is so difficult, but I do I do worry that if you're then not starting again until fans are allowed back in the ground, um, I would worry that I would worry about when that date actually would be and how long that would drag on for. Yeah. What do you reckon? I don't. It's tough, isn't it? Because you know, obviously, teams town is slightly different, isn't it? They're fortunate they have a, an owner with 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 deep pockets, and they're not in the same kind of financial boat as a lot of the, the teams in League One and League Two. But to put on games with no fans means essentially that all those teams are, are losing money, doesn't it? When, when you put on a game at, at at League One, League Two level, and there is no fans there, you're you're basically paying to play. Um, so I'm not sure that's mm-hmm. sustainable either. Yeah, but how how would how would how would players be? There are obviously there are cases we know about where clubs have only got three or four contracted players beyond the summer. In any case, mm. but take just let's use Ipswich as an example. There's the vast majority of a squad of players there who are under contract for multiple years beyond the end of this summer. There's what five of them left that are out of contract. So Ipswich would still have those financial kind of commitments to their players regardless of whether they're playing games or not. And yeah. So, I don't know, at least playing games some way, somehow, would be a way of clawing back some money for for the clubs. Um, obviously, it costs, it costs money to open up the stadium to play a game, but if you're doing that for behind closed doors, you've lost a lot of those costs immediately. Like, you're not paying... You're not paying stewards. You're not paying the bar staff. You're not paying stadium announcers. You're not paying the police as the same level. You've not. You're not paying paying all of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I will if if it was kind of set out that League One and League Two wouldn't start again until proper crowds were allowed back inside. I would genuinely be concerned about. Um, about when that might actually be able to happen. And I think it would probably highlight as well the fact that Ipswich, Ipswich and the size the size of the club of, it, of Ipswich, probably this highlights that they're maybe not where they should be in the, in the football pyramid mm. because because their, you know, the, their fortunes and, and what happens next for them is being considered alongside the likes of Accrington, who, with the greatest respect, have very, very different sort of financial outlooks on in terms of where they are in football and that's all credit to Accrington that they're, they're on a level playing field with with Ipswich and it's and it's pretty damning of where Ipswich are in terms of their their place in the football pyramid um but it's maybe not particularly favorable for Ipswich to be um for Ipswich to be being considered alongside clubs like that mm. I wonder if if it turns out that fans can't return, say, until next next year or even later. God knows. I wonder if any TV um, deals will be redone. Because, obviously, if, if fans can't physically go to games, the demand to watch games is going to go up exponentially. And whether or not that could mean mm-hmm. sides in League One and League Two maybe getting more football, getting more money from on TV, I don't know. Um, that would obviously be a, a big help. Um George, this is a question we've been asked before, but we'll um, we'll answer it again, George, just for you. 
George wants to know, Andy, what's the worst football league ground you, you've worked at or been to? I can't remember what you said the first time you asked this question. Uh, I can't remember what I said, but I'll, this might be a different answer, but it's how I'm feeling today. Uh, yeah. Reading, soulless. Um, absolutely. So, and that, I'm, I, I like smaller grounds. I like older grounds. I like tight grounds that you might people might consider to be worse. Mm. Um, but Red, Reading has never been a particularly enjoyable place to go for me it, it just doesn't feel like there's an awful lot going for it in my opinion that's, so that's not based on facilities or anything it's just literally the fact no. that it feels soulless yep yep the Medeski um, I'm not I'm, I'm not bothered about facilities to be completely honest it, I really like going to this I loved going to AFC Wimbledon I really like the two trips that we've had to Accrington so far yeah but I enjoy it. It's it's nice. It's it's proper. It's good people. Not that there aren't good people at Reading, by the way. There are some lovely people. But um, yeah, the whole experience. I've I've covered rugby there, and I've which is even more soulless. And I've covered football there, and uh, yeah, it's not great. The rugby uh, rugby um, London Irish used to play there, and they got very really quite small crowds. So um, yeah, whole the whole thing wasn't great. Mm. Uh, most hated, our American friend uh, from Indiana wants to know if we're going to tune into any Korean League One matches and which team will we support. Um, I've got, to, I've got to say, uh, most hated, that I, um, I'm not familiar with the Korean League at all. Um, I've been obviously looking at, at the Bundesliga with it being a bit close to home and town having a link. Hachi, your knowledge of football and, and various divisions and leagues is much wider than mine. The Korean League is that something you're aware of? It's very much something I'm aware of. Um, it, I'll be honest, it's not something I'm going to be rushing to watch. Um, yeah. K-League is all right, though. K-Pop is something that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it is. Co- correct. Yes. If you're asking, though, um, probably uh, probably FC Seoul would, yeah. be, would, be, would be my choice. Excellent. Because uh, their nickname is the Dragons, so I'd probably uh, I'd probably support them. But yeah. I, I'll be I'll be honest, they're not going to be they're not going to be getting my eyed my eyes looking over them. Let's particularly heavily. Uh, most hated. I mean, you should really be following Fortuna Dusseldorf uh, in the Bundesliga because they have a link to town. Harry Butcher, friend of the show, number seven, I think he is the man with the arrows. Anyone watched Afterlife? Very powerful. We've talked about this before, Harry. Um, Afterlife, brilliant, Hachi. Yep, very, very good. Uh, not quite as good as the first series, I didn't think, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Apart from the, the therapist character in there, which I, I think was a bit of a shame. Mm. Uh, d- didn't enjoy that really. Um, really good. However, I still, I still don't think Ricky has produced anything to touch the office, and probably never will. That's that's his greatest work, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Produced, I think he was around the age of forty, wasn't he, when he wrote that? Um, he's, he's done all right for himself, the boy. He's a, he's a very yeah, he's done okay. Very clever individual. Matt, the best thing to come out of Reading. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Thomas Hutchie. Friend of the show. Me and Matt have actually been. Uh, I've actually. We've actually just sent a message to each other during the recording of this podcast about mattresses. Oh, 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking for a new mattress. Um, and I had earlier this morning replied to somebody uh, about mattresses, and it turns out Matt is also looking for a new mattress, and I, I've um, pointed him in the direction of a, a nice one that has a healthy NHS discount, which he's able to take advantage of. So we could well both have matching mattresses soon. Is Matt a key worker? Is Matt in the NHS? I think uh, I think his wife might be. Oh, very nice. Some some hardcore mattress chat going on. He's got to be memory foam from my point of view, actually. Change yeah. memory foam. Um, anyway, Matt asked a different question on, on, on the subject of, of season ticket holders. Um, an interesting one. Assuming there'll be no more football to attend, whether that's being voided or behind closed doors this season, what do you, you Hutchie, think is fair for season ticket holders? I hold three seats, so seeing a stream doesn't really do it for me, or a cup game ticket, which is likely to be the leasing.com trophy. He says it's a quantity. Yeah. So what, what do you think is fair? You've spoken before about in any other walk of life slash business, if you're not getting what you're what you're paying for, you cancel. But obviously, football's different. So, what would you think would, would be fair for town season ticket holders if they can't physically go to games? I, I don't know the answer to this. But I don't think I don't know if Ipswich can provide what is fair because a street watching it on a stream is not the same. No, as going to a game, especially when, as Matt's just said, I don't know if the three tickets he mentioned, if they all live together, but you don't need three streams. You only need one, um, which is also a reason why it's why I think clubs are going to struggle to make the um, kind of selling streaming work particularly well for them. Because if you've got a family of four who are sitting at home who would otherwise have gone to football and spent 25 quid each on a ticket at least... You're going to get ten pounds out of them, maybe, to buy a stream. That's that's a you're getting ten percent of the income that you would have you would have got, um, which obviously isn't particularly favourable maths. Mm. Um, I I don't know what's fair. I think they've tried. I, I um, they've tried to do to do something to make those season tickets attractive, but say fans can't go back until until January. I, what can you do? What are you supposed to do? What do you reckon? I don't know. It's a real, it's a real issue, isn't it? Because you certainly can't expect, as you say, fans. It, it, it raises a good point there in that it's not obviously people have season tickets in clusters. You know, obviously it's not. If it, it, it's different, if it's just one person going to the game on their on their own with a season ticket, that is is different from a whole family going, like you say, uh, and the expenditure they're they're forking out for one live stream of a game which as you say is 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 not anywhere near the same as being there um i think the only fair thing can can be to offer refund surely that would that's that is what would happen in any other walk of life if you're not getting something you've paid for you'd be offered a refund you'd hope to be offered a refund or yeah to that effect I, I can't see how they can get away from that yeah well i think they know that um mm. And if it and if it goes on until January, which it might even go beyond that, we just don't know, do we? Um, I I can't see that people. There there will be some people. There like as 
as we've said before, there'll be so, there'll be some people who who see it as kind of a they would have paid for it anyway. Yeah, they, they it's their way of supporting the club through a difficult time, but that's just not feasible for some for some people. And I completely understand why you why you wouldn't have renewed your season ticket, why you would have cancelled. I completely get that. Um, it's it's just really it's just really difficult. And yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, you're probably right. It has to come. There has to at least be an offer of a a refund in there somewhere. There's only there's only so many tickets to watch Gillingham reserves against Ipswich reserves yeah. that you can give away for free. And and the, even those games are kind of hypothetical in any case, aren't they? Like when yeah. when are these games that are free? Yeah, exactly. Um, Tim Harvey asked an interesting question. Last week we spoke, or you spoke, about how big an influence Scoot is in the changing room. I think I referred to him as a as a good locker room guy. Since he's been here, we've not achieved anything. Do you not think that maybe him and Chambers' influence is overplayed and it's time we moved on and started afresh? So he's coming at it from the different point of view of, OK, maybe Scoots and Chambers have got too much influence in the, in, the, in the dressing room and it's not proved successful doing it with those guys at the helm of the locker room, as it were. So is it time to move on? We've talked about Chambers before, haven't we, in the kind of huge amount of influence he has at town, whether or not that's a good thing. Um, but Scoose, you, you you know Scoose, you like Scoose. What are your thoughts yeah. on him? Um, I think any, I'll be honest, I think any any business, and, and this, this might sound like it's ridiculously overplaying it, but he, he's a good guy. And I think any, I think he would be a positive, he is a positive, as a person, is a positive, would be a positive kind of influence wherever he worked, whatever job he did. Mm. He's a clear, he's a level-headed guy. He's, he's intelligent, both kind of in terms of intellect and emotionally intelligent and, and is, is a good influence on people. I'll be honest. Mm. Um, they come as a pair. It's Chambers and Skews, isn't it? But they could not be more different as characters. But um, I, 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 I struggle to see how how Cole taking Cole in isolation here could be conceived as being a negative mm. impact on anything. Peek behind the curtain, time Hutch, as we like to do on this show. You say they're very different as characters. How how so? What are they what are they like as as characters for people? Who, like a lot of people listening to this who won't have met them, what, what, how are they different? Well, with, with Luke, you, you hear him coming, coming before you see him. Mm. He's, he's loud, he's excitable. And these are all the things that make him that the guy that he is. And I, I like Luke as well as a person. Mm. He's, he's forthright. He's, he's, he's the like the life and soul of, of the party. Um, Whereas Cole would be the guy kind of maybe sitting in the corner, quietly drinking, drinking his drink at the party, but like comes out with some kind of pearl of wisdom deep into the night that just gets the whole group thinking deeply about something or, or comes out with like one hilarious comment. That's kind of the thing that gets remembered from that particular night for people. They're just, they're just so different. Cole's quieter. Cole's, yeah, they're they're just very different people, and I think they've, they've probably been quite a good influence on each other, um, in terms of in terms of what they're like as people. 
Mm. King Arthur Pickthorne, if you could sign one player in the world for town, who would it be? He says, forget money, etc. Could be anyone you want. Mine would be De Bruyne. Service up to Norwood would be unreal. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. what? Who are you signing, Hutchie? Are you taking that wonder kid, um, Harland? Yeah, probably would actually. Yeah, Erling Harland, mm. who's an absolute monster of a striker. Um, he's rapid. He's strong. He's a brilliant finisher. He's decent in the air. Um, looks like he's been built in a Soviet lab next to even Drago. He does. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, him. I'd have him. I'm going at it from a different angle, Hutchie. I'm what I'm wanting for Ipswich Town is for David Beckham to sign for Ipswich Town. Can you imagine the attention, the sales? David Beckham out of retirement, playing for Ipswich Town in League One, wearing shirt number twenty-three. Good lord, that would be fantastic. The the media attention, the money they'd make on shirt sales alone, having posh at games. Get Brooklyn involved. Wow, that would be. You know, br- um, you know, David Beckham's cousin used to be on the books at Ipswich Town, right? I didn't know that. No. Do you know that? No. Michael Michael Beckham, I believe yeah. his name was. The lesser known Beckham. Uh, yeah, didn't make it. Um, also, David's uh, David's thinning out on top. Have you yeah. seen seen those pictures in the last few days? Is he is he losing the famous hair? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, like He's, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> you know, start wearing a headband. Um, yeah. The thing about Beckham is, though, it doesn't really matter if he loses his hair, does it? Because he's such a good-looking bastard. He no, he's a, he's a beautiful man. He really is. And I'd like to see him come out of retirement, play in League One. Do you reckon he, he even at his advanced age, he'd probably still be right in League One, wouldn't he? If he was played in the right position and, and had... A young team around him, I think he'd be absolutely fine. What a danger as well to have from free kicks and corners. It means that Ipswich wouldn't need to push the boat out and spend money on Luke Garbert, wouldn't it? <laughs> Replacing Luke Garbert with, Sorry. Uh, with with David Beckham. Yeah, don't just but yeah, maybe don't play him at left back. If you could hide him in like a midfield three with two kind of Yeah. If you put Flynn down Flynn Downs, David Beckham and um hmm. Someone else who runs, get Ian Westlake back, yeah. who who could run all day. Do the heavy lifting. Um, and then let David Beckham just ping the ball around and then um, get him on set pieces as well. I'm sure he's still got it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> how, how, how are we going to make it happen? I don't know, actually, I've got to say. <laughs> where, does, where does that plan start? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, a spurious cliche to say. Is a, is a segue <laughs> next question. Go on, um, mate, you get crack on. I'll, uh, <laughs> give us an give us an update next week. I'll get onto his I'll get onto his people after this. Um, Andy MC, the only big question that matters is tomato or brown sauce on a bacon sarnie. We've both said before, brown brown sauce all the way, Andy. Chris yeah. Ben Chris Bennett wants to know: Is Andy hosting a live ITFC quiz again anytime soon? Um, n- no. <laughs> would be my answer to that. Uh, you can have my Sunday morning quizzes. We've got 200 questions up now. You can have yeah. them. There they are. There's some, there's some good ones as well. So go back and play through the entire series. And final question for Mailbag. Um, Ian Aitchison says, I've finally conceded that at least League 1 and League 2 should end now. Promotion and relegation for the top and bottom two teams. 
and that will allow everyone to prepare for next season. Having an owner who does spend some money on the club, could we be stronger next season than many other clubs? This is another interesting question, Hutchie, because clearly whatever happens as a result of this, the football landscape is going to be very different whenever things get back to normal, he says in inverted commas. And there is going to be no doubt that, that teams are going to be struggling financially. It may change the landscape in terms of contracts for players and and, um, and that kind of thing. But, but Town, you would think, at this level at least, are going to be in a relatively strong position, wouldn't you? I think I think you've you've kind of uh, the the key bit to what you said is at this level. Um, yeah, yeah, I do think there's every chance that it, it, it should be strong at this level anyway, yeah. and they are. Um, but yeah, there's I guess there's every chance that that strength would be increased by the hardship that's sadly going to be felt by others. It's actually going to feel some hardship as well, though. Don't. Yeah, but no, no illusions about that. It's not going to be plain sailing for Ipswich, but there's every chance that they may emerge from this in significantly better health um, than than other sides in their league. However, then you then you look at it. Where is this league? Where is this league left in the grand scheme of of English football? Does the gap to the Premier League to the Championship actually increase? Because the champ the Championship are sailing very close to the wind in terms of their financial structure, and it's been pretty pretty clear uh, for some time and made made even clearer by Rick Parry who he's kind of made it clear that the championship model the way that how much money is spent out on wages compared to what's coming in is just not sustainable mm. um and it'd be interesting to see where the championship goes but if so aren't even in the championship and where if the league if the league between league 1 and the championship is suddenly decreased in its in its standing, decreased in strength. If there's problems there, where does that leave League One? Can can players just be picked off? The best players from from this level just be picked off for considerably less money than they might have been worth a couple of months ago by the clubs higher up the pyramid. Probably, um, who knows? Um, I, I've, I genuinely have no idea how this is all going to turn out in terms of what the football structure is going to look like. But if you're talking in isolation about League One and and, and Ipswich's level within that, you would think uh, that they will be, they will be in, in, in better health than than some of the other sides in the league. Mm. Mm. Time will tell, as as it will with everything uh, in these unprecedented times. You have to say, <laughs> very obviously. very profound. Yeah, um, Hutchie, that brings us to the end of mailbag. Anything else to discuss? I should just mention, of course, I, we talked about last week on the on the podcast that. I was uh, getting a fire pit, and uh, we that duly arrived on Thursday. The weekend was excellent for fire pitting, uh, and we had two fantastic burn-ups, as we call them in the fire pit game. That <laughs> um, was brilliant, yeah. Uh, I was really happy with it. I'd recommend it. John Lewis, we don't fuck around. Go right to the top. Um, get yourself a fire pit and sit outside and feel like a man uh, atop a burning pit. Not atop. Next to, you don't want to be atop it. Um, next to the fire pit. Um, Hutchie, any, anything else to discuss? I've got no other business. No other business. Well, um, we are hoping, of course, Hutchie, that if and when the EFL season is is called off, um, it won't be today. Otherwise, it will render this entire podcast immediately null and void. Um, so fingers crossed we'll have a, at least 24 hours of grace for people to listen to this. If and when it does happen, we'll probably hit record on a special podcast as well 
bringing you up to date with all the latest uh, and our, our thoughts on it um, and, and the general thoughts in the game. Um, and obviously, I've got to say, as usual, hit subscribe on your various podcast providers. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes and also um, follow us on all our social medias. Uh, it's Kings of Anglia across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We've not got a TikTok yet. Um, have you, yeah. you have TikTok, Hutchie? I don't. Th- I think I'm too old for TikTok. I think you're right. I think there's essentially anyone above the age of 16 doing TikToks should probably yeah look at themselves. Are we um, on Weibo? We're not on Weibo. No. That's that's the. Uh, is that the the what is what is Weibo? Am I thinking it's, it's the Chinese version of Twitter, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Chinese Facebook. That's it. I think I think that's what it's called. We should be on there. Yeah, for the uh, Asian market. Let's explore that. That's the other thing as well. Beckham at town. Imagine how many shirts they'd sell in Asia. He's still massive over there. I think it's the right thing to do, Hutchie. Now, the more I think about it, it's the obvious well, it's move. On. Well, it's on you then, isn't it? You've. Uh, this is on you to get it to get it done. <laughs> uh, I shall contemplate that while I sit nursing my whiskey in the KOA club, which we're about to enter. Um, hmm. If uh, yeah, so as I say, we'll um, we'll probably speak to you again this week. If we don't, good lord, who knows what's happening? Um, but we'll be back oh. again. We'll be back again next week to discuss. Town might be back in training next week. We may even have a date for a behind closed doors start. Who knows? Obviously, we can talk about Fortuna as well next week. Um, but from us to you, have a good week. Whatever happens, keep staying safe, staying at home if possible, staying alert. Hutchie, that's very key. Stay alert. Control the virus, the invisible threat which you can't control. Um, Yeah, have a good one, and we'll speak to you again next week. Let's get up the club. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.